to the Let's Wrestle podcast with Dan and Nico. My name is Nico, and this over here. This is Dan. I am here. What do we uh, got for the show today, Nick? Nico? Jesus fucking Christ, man. Um, I'm a little tired just because we've had a long day. But we got extreme rules going on today on the WWE side. We may go delve into some AEW stuff depending on the time that we have. We don't want to go too crazy with this. Um, but Extreme Rules just happened, buddy. We just watched it. We sat through it. It wasn't, wasn't a hard sit-through. There was, there was one match, though. Uh, we'll get to it, I guess. That was just... Ugh. But let I'm going to go ahead. You're, you have the reins on this one. Lead us through what we just saw. Well, Nico, we saw a well-put-together show besides maybe one match. But um, six matches, and it was a great show that wasn't just fucking dreading imagine that you know a wrestling company putting together only a six match card and it being good or bearable so um yeah man we had extreme rules uh like i said not a big card but every match on here had a story whether if you you know enjoy it or not it had a story so we kicked things off with um sheamus and the brawling brutes or the brawling brutes here, uh, going up against Imperium in a what was this a fucking donkey book match or some shit? Like, Good old fashioned Donnie Brook match. Okay, that's what it was. Um, I wasn't really excited about this, but I watched it anyways because Sheamus is in there, and I didn't, Walt- I didn't even know the match was gonna happen. Like, I really didn't. I was like, when the fuck did this get added? I thought they I- just had a match on Friday. I found this out on Friday, I believe, or when I was watching SmackDown, and we should note that Sheamus did not win the Intercontinental title. They did Sheamus versus Walter or Gunter, whatever, uh, part two. Um, any thoughts on that match before we get to this six-man? Oh, man, it was a great match. I feel like um, if there were no commercial breaks, because they kind of takes away from the match, yeah, um, it would have been just as good as the one that they had um in Cardiff um I really enjoyed it the ending was good uh, I, um I don't care that that uh Gunther had a cheat to win in that one um I dig it I mean he's a heel he's going to do heel shit right cry about it so I I dug it I dug it a lot and then uh this match it, it was I I thought it was just as good I don't like six men um, either I hate six men I don't like six mans, but this match was, you know, it wasn't bad. Um, I like the Celtic cross that they did on Gunter at, on the table, uh, Razor's Edge or whatever you want to call it. Um, that was, that cool. was pretty good. That took Gunter out of the match, and then basically they were able to pin Kaiser, I believe, or something after like a bro kick. But um, yeah, man, this match kind of was what it was. It continues the. Uh, this feud, I guess, um, I'm sure it is going to continue a bit longer. Um, hey, man. I've got to say, we've got to say this um, here. This whole feud, I think, is, could run for feud of the year. This one, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Um, even, no, nah, I can't even say that one. I'm not going to say that one. But yeah, I feel like those two right now are... are my top for rivalry of the year right rivalry of the year right now. I don't think this will be the feud of the year. Um and I honestly don't think it's close. I think Cody and Seth definitely got that and they might win match of the year for the match in Cardiff. For sure. I think I think they'll give it to them. Two good matches the, the year's not over, I'm just saying. We can get more out of this. They could, but I don't know. It was great. Um, but yeah, that's basically, like I said, not too much to talk about on that. Um, we'll see where they go now. Uh, the next match. Oh, man. How the mighty have fallen in my eyes. Liv Morgan. Yeah, your eyes. My eyes. She's Liv been Morgan. down in the gutters for me, buddy. Just the the run's over. And I'm not mad about it. Um, I hate I'm that it to happen this week. But it is over. Ronda Rousey defeated Liv Morgan in a Extreme Rules match, which, dude, man, those bat and chair swings that she was doing, that Liv Morgan was doing, would just look fucking weak. Um, dude, you can't sell a fucking bat shot. 
That's why anytime anyone got hit with a bat, I don't know, man. It's it's so difficult to work a bat, I think. Thing that it did it well, but Jesus Christ, man. This was an extreme cringe match. Like, fuck, dude. I just hated it so much. I was just eating pizza. Eating pizza and my salad, just waiting for the shit to end. Positive thing I think that came out of this was that uh, Ronda was acting heelish at the end. Um, she was acting heelish throughout the whole match. I don't know. Yeah, so she was saying some shit about cry about a bitch, and then she was saying like to the fans, like this is for me, like this isn't for you, kind of shit. So, any mm-hmm. thoughts on Ronda possibly going heel? I don't even care at this point. This is a horrible feud for her. Uh, if this was the feud to make her heal, it's, it, it was done badly. Um, they should have just taken it off, live the last um, go-around or something. I don't know. I guess the last go-around was to keep her heal. Uh, it, it was just shit, dude. I hated it. I hated it so much. Uh, I barely even paid attention to it. Yeah, this was definitely a um, an L on the card. Um, if definitely. You to, if you had to give one, because, I mean... This was the only L for me, honestly. I hope that these pay-per-views start feeling more and more like uh, like you're watching a takeover where every match from top to bottom is just a banger. Um, it could have been if this one wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. They could have put somebody else on there, like an Austin Theory. And they should have done Gargano and Austin Theory. They're going to do that tomorrow. Like, that match could have been better than this, for sure. For no damn sure. But yeah, let's not talk too much about this because it was a debacle. Uh, but anyways, we'll see where they go there. Um, then we get to the strat match, which I was kind of surprised that it was this early on in the show. I thought this would have been the main event. Uh, Drew just main event at your last show. Um, you know, I was just guessing this was going to be dude main event. Get get off his dick already, bro. Like he's not as good as you think he is. Okay, he's not the main you, event. You've kind of been on Cross's dick though recently. Not really, not too much. But uh, honestly, now we know from this match that Cross is the heel. So I, f- I feel like Cross is definitely a heel now. <laughs> like, like you Cross is a heel. I didn't know. That was never in question for me. Just blinded, blinded by like, oh my god, he's back. It was a pr- pretty brutal match. Um, you know, if you're into those whippings, but. At the end, Scarlet, you know, she sprayed Drew with something. It was pepper um, spray. That's what they said. <laughs> okay, pepper spray. I thought it was Windex. Um, but yeah, sprayed with some, no, sprayed with some shit. I don't know why it was Windex. <laughs> boy. Totally joking. Cross. I know you are. It's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cross knocks him out with an elbow to the back of the head, which I love that finisher for him. Um and Cross gets the win, man. Which this was the right decision. I just kind of felt like maybe this was gonna be a bounce back win for Drew. But how could you give Cross an L in his first big match back yeah. when you're trying to push him? Obviously, to be in that main event picture for consistently. But um, yeah, and this isn't over. This is this is not. Oh no, it's not. It's not even close to being over. Um, there needs to be a definitive winner. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy um, Cross in the beginning, not wanting to put on the strap. It was not as good. The match wasn't as good as I, as I expected it to be. But, I mean, they have they were, for me, they were in a bind to get over me just because the last strap match we saw, like I said the last time, was the Brian Danielson? I, if I remember correctly, it was Brian Danielson and the Fiend, right? And that match was a fucking banger. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, I was expecting something along the lines of that. It wasn't quite there, but I did enjoy um, the match altogether. Did enjoy uh, Cross getting the win, the way he got the win. Um, so I am only just looking forward to see what's going to happen um, in the future. As am I. Um, I love this recross, and we will see where they go next with this, but this is definitely far from being over. Moving on to the ladder match. Apparently, this is the first ever uh, singles women's ladder match for a title. 
um, in the history of WWE, which at this point I feel like was kind of surprising because they've tried to do every match, a cell match and chamber match and shit like that. So money in the bank match. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's not like a singles. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like still first of its kind. True, true. So basically, this was a great match. I thought um, they had a great ending. The KOD on the ladder. Uh, there was some interference from Damage Control during the match, and again, the heels cheated, and they still lost. Uh, Young Bucks esque over here is <laughs> what we saw there. But what did you think of this match? I thought it was great. I actually really enjoyed it. Bailey is awesome as always. I was hoping that Bailey was gonna win the match, so that I'm a little disappointed with that. But I ain't mad, you know. Uh, Bianca Belair is a star. We've said it before, <laughs> not once a billion times, man. Um, she's just so fucking good. Um, that last spot made me cringe so bad, but not 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 in a bad way. Just like I, I was like, damn, Bailey looked like she got fucked up with that one. The KOD on the ladder because Bailey was actually holding yeah. the ladder, so that was kind of weird. Um, I th- that's the only thing I thought was weird. I was like, why is she holding the ladder? Like you're just hurting yourself. <laughs> but um, I was watching that shit with my brother. And we were seeing the same thing about um her getting like fucked up on that last one. And dude, I was like, dude, why is she holding? Like she's literally the one holding the fucking ladder. Like just let it go. Like. Yeah. I thought she was going to hit Bianca with the ladder or something to get out of the move, but instead she, like, I don't know. It was just weird. It was just a weird spot. Like, I don't know if that was absolutely necessary, but, I mean, it happened. (laughs) It got a great pop. I thought it was a good way to cap it off, and I was surprised. I honestly thought that Bailey was going to win, but this does give her an out. Since she didn't get pinned, and they'll probably put it on her in Saudi Arabia next month, so that's what I'm thinking. That'd be dope. I want. I want to see Bailey with the title. Bailey definitely deserves the title. Bianca's had it since Mania, and this is her second run already. So, like, you know, it's been, it's been a good run. It's been um, a good run. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't kill her if she loses to fucking Bailey. She'll be back at the picture as a champion, I'm sure, at some point again because she's a star. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hasn't even peaked yet. I felt, I feel, um, but yeah, man, um, you didn't get the, the championship here, but we'll see any final thoughts on that before we move on to the next match. I do want to say that the, um, the KOD with both, um, Dakota Kai and EOS Kai was pretty cool. Kind of messy to get there, but I mean, it was just cool to see it once it was done. Yes, and also, uh, I almost forgot, I thought if they were going to add a fourth member, they could have done it here, mm-hmm. you know, and fucked over Bianca and made Bailey the champion, and I, for a second, thought it was going to be Nikita Lyons, because it's kind of random that they showed her, right, like, bef- as the match was starting, they showed her, like, uh, during the entrances, just uh, standing there in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of random, Uh Baker, same thing later in the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't even realize that they showed Nikita Lions. I think I was during the entrances for this match. I did kind of walk away for a little bit, so I didn't see that. She could have been the fourth member. No, no. Well, we'll see. Uh, We'll see if that has any meaning or if it was just random. Uh, But we're moving on to the next match, which we had Edge. And fucking Finn Balor in an I Quit match. And, and a lot happened here, man, uh, at the end, which I'm going to go through. And then we'll see what we feel about that. But um, I do want to point out, though, that there is something going on with AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And could he be joining Judgment Day? It kind of seemed like that on Monday. He pushed Ray. Yeah, he pushed Ray. He was like, your fault. It's your fault. So I mean, we could we could be could be having an AJ Styles Finn Balor group going on. That would be honestly fuck it. Why not? But let's get to the match here. Um, they fought in the crowd for a while as well. Uh, that was cool, I guess. Um, 
Priest comes out at some point after that uh, when they're in the ring. Uh, Cole, uh, Dominic. Yes, but I just wanted to point out, my Cole was like, I was wondering when this idiot was gonna get involved. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, you called him an idiot. I thought that was kind of out there for for Michael for, Cole. Michael Cole, he's he great. He's like, someone needs to hit this kid or something. He's getting all pissed off, man. It was great. <laughs> um, that was fucking. Great work by fucking Mike Cole. Um, Edge, eventually, uh, Spears battered through the ropes once Dominic is out there. That was a pretty cool spot because um, he landed on top of uh, Priest and Dominic. Uh, and then at some point, Rio was able to handcuff Edge. And then basically, he got gangbanged, man, uh, <laughs> for a bit there. <laughs> um, Ray, and how much of a douchebag is Rey Mysterio that he had to come out until his music was played? Um, he couldn't, he had to have his music played before he went out there and saved fucking Edge, man. Like, I hate when they do that, bro. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Shades of Vampiro. Uh, I, I guess. Um, so anyways, uh, that happens. And then Dominic basically just fucks him up as we were talking about. And then Beth comes out. And fucks up Balor and Priest with the candlestick, stick, I believe. And then we get a Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix stare down. Which is awesome. Absolutely and awesome. That was great, bro. Like once Beth and Rhea get into it, they tussle, they talk they got uh, they fall out the ring and Beth actually gets the key from Rhea and unlocks uh Edge from the from the ropes because he's handcuffed. Yes. And um, he starts spearing everyone left and right. And the fucking place is going crazy. Um, eventually, Beth grabs a chair. Uh, Edge, you know, breaks it like how he usually does to get that fucking stick or whatever. Um, and then basically uh, is going to fucking put it on Balor uh, so he can say I quit. And then fucking Bria Ripley fucks up Beth Phoenix uh, and then they basically start fucking getting Edge down on the ground, beating him up or whatever and they put like a chair under Beth Phoenix and they're basically wanting Edge to quit here He's or he's gonna fucking watch his wife get slammed with the, what do they call that shit? The chair tendo? Or... Hey, hey, don't be disrespectful. The concerto Stupid ass spot that always looks phony. Um, but Bloody pretty good. Why right now? That's edge of shit. That's an ENC original. It looks phony as fuck. He hits the top of that chair. It looks so obvious. But this one, Beth sold it, or it looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think I think it hit Beth's shoulder. Honestly, he fucked her. Man, she wasn't even shaking. She just knocked her the fuck out. Like. And then Edge basically has to quit. Uh, and it's over, dude. And Michael Cole was able to slip out a six sons of bitches or something like that line as they were walking back. Man, they were getting booed. As they were getting booze out there after they did that shit. It was great. It was awesome stuff to see. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, crazy ending. And I'm guessing that this is not the end still. With Edge, no, and Edge not, there's gonna be some type of match where it's, where Beth and and uh, Rhea are gonna go at it at one point or another. And Saudi has to be. Uh, I hope Saudi. not. Why? Because then they're gonna have to dress like in shirts or like fucking like weird and things. What's like, wrong with that, buddy? Uh, I don't like it, man. They don't look. They look <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, you're right. Um. But yeah, um, we're going to get that at some point. Uh, we'll see when. Usually when they do that spot, they're out for a couple weeks or whatever. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll probably see Edge trying to avenge her for a little bit and then bring back Beth at some point. But yeah, man, moving on to the next match, the, uh, the main event. Um, and we know at some point 
he who shall not be named right now was coming back so we knew that this match was gonna be worth watching uh for something at the end or, or some shit was gonna go down we just didn't know how it was gonna go down i mean uh, it does not correlate at all with this match so it doesn't really matter True, but I'm just saying we were invested into this match, especially here to, as we got to the end of the card because we thought some shit was going to go down. But this rivalry has been uh, interesting in some points, um, some intense promos as we've seen. So it finally culminates. I'm guessing this is the end of it. Um, we'll see. Riddle versus Seth Rollins. In a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as the fucking special enforcer for this match. Okay. Always got a special enforcer. Got to. Got to. And he got physical in this match. Um, I do want to point out, though, that Seth Rollins had some RVD vibes. Um, Definitely doing a tribute since I guess they were in Philly, ECW, all that kind of thing. And. He had his hair in a ponytail, had like the gear kind of similar to that kind of style that RVD would use. Um, and then he did that Seth freaking Rollins thing instead of like the RVD pose that he would do or whatever. Um, I mean, he did the RVD taunt, but he was just saying Seth right, freaking huh. Rollins instead of RVD. Right, that's what I'm saying. He did the taunt. Um, yeah, I know that's what you were saying, but it didn't sound like that. Oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um, just trying to make sure it's understood. <laughs> What's I, happening? I might have to break it down to you like you're five then next time. Or oh, yeah, well, talk to everyone else like, like that. I don't know. He did the Seth freaking Rollins things instead of the Rob Van Dam things that he usually does. It just sounded like you're saying Seth Rollins does Rob Van Dam things. Well, Anyways, he's paying tribute to one of the goats. DC, Daniel Cormier had to restrain both of them at some point because they, you know, I think fucking Riddle hit him with an elbow trying to tell him to fuck off uh, while he was ambushing Rollins there. And then I forgot what Seth did to him, but he had to also restrain he him. him. He just pushed him out the way. Like, he pushed him out the way, and then he... I feel like with that, DC did, did worse to Matt Riddle than he did to Seth Rollins. Like, with Matt Riddle, I feel like he, like, threw him yeah. And then, like, <laughs> Rollins, he just pushed him up against the cage. I picked up on that, too. Um, apparently, he's like this big Seth Rollins fucking fan. That's what they're talking about on the pre show. He was a big, he's a big Seth Rollins mark. Some shit like that. When he won the title in uh, WrestleMania 31 in Santa Clara, he was there and oh, was yeah, that was- some shit like that. The weird thing about it, because um, they announced that Daniel, or DC, I don't, I don't like saying his last name, because I don't know how. Anyways, he was going to be the, the special guest enforcer this past Monday night. But then when they showed the video of him talking about being that special enforcer, it was like he was announcing it to the world. So it's kind of yes. weird. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, they fucked up somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. They maybe should have waited till the end of the night when he said it, but okay. I said the same shit, and then they show like a angle of Rollins and Riddle, like just fucking looking, and um, I don't know. It just looked awkward. The fact just, that it's like he was announcing it. Yeah, it just it was just a weird thing. Maybe they should have announced it in the beginning. They fucked up either way. Uh, but yeah, we going back to the match. Um, fucking Riddle did like uh, he bounced off the the cage. Uh, and then fucking hit him with a kick or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they eventually get to the top of that platform that they had. Um, there's a pedigree on top at some point, an RKO as well. Uh, then there was like a power bomb. Rollins is gonna power bomb Riddle like into the cage, and I was like, man, like wonder, like imagine if that shit had fucking broke. And he just fucking flew into the crowd or something, and oh, he wouldn't um, have flown into the crowd. He would have just straight down. It would have been bad though. Um, my oh, cold yeah. shades of fucking mankind and shit, like far enough to sell. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, that's. I don't know if it's that, but uh, it would have been bad anyways. But yeah, uh, eventually, uh, Riddle fucking 
dove off and hit his fucking ass, man, on mm-hmm. that canvas is what it looked like. He might not have felt it tonight with that adrenaline, um, but he'll feel it in the morning when he's trying to shit. Um, yeah, and he's having a tough time sitting on the toilet seat. So, oh, that that looks so ugly. It was, it was, it looked bad. Uh, but eventually, Riddle tapped out fucking Rollins, and the fucking ending felt kind of flat to me. Uh, what did you think of the match and the ending here, and having Riddle go over? It's a little awkward. Um, I guess it's kind of weird for wrestlers to work without ropes. Um, I don't know. The cage is kind of shaky. It, it was cool though. It was a cool little atmosphere. I don't know if this is the best gimmick match I've ever seen. That that's new. Um, the last great gimmick match created was probably Money in the Bank, and that's just a glorified ladder match. Really, it's Elimination Chamber. But um, I don't know. It wasn't too bad. I enjoyed it though. There were some um, good little good spots in there. The definitely the dive off the top um, did it for me. Um, but yeah, the the ending tap out was okay. Um, that may, does make it seem more definitive. But the weird thing that I see with this because it was already announced ahead of time is now that Seth Rollins lost this match to Riddle, he's gonna go ahead and have a, a United States title match tomorrow so or not tomorrow but monday so that's weird you probably lose there too if we're honest um i think at this point he lost this match how is he gonna win the next match yeah so that's not gonna happen but yeah man it was i don't know it was what it was um wasn't bad but hey uh but that all led up to all the all, end. real quick, before we talk about the very end, because that okay. that does save a lot of it. All in all, though, the pay per view itself with the matches was kind of subpar. Like it wasn't a horrible pay per view, but it wasn't as good as you came in thinking it was going to be. At least that's how I felt. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And we know what was the worst match here, but what was like your favorite match of the of the night? Probably the Bailey and, and Belair ladder match. I was going to say the same. I thought that match was like the best. Uh, I know they were all fucking extreme matches, but the best wrestling match probably. Uh, more exciting also at, at times. I, um, I think you would say at this point, this the best, most, like the best put together match. Yeah. Because they were all like just gimmick matches and they're not necessarily wrestling half the time. Um, I think, though, that I will say that one's my favorite one. But the one that was pretty exciting, um, especially edge. the ending of it, the Edge one, yeah. I was That one was really exciting, but it definitely wasn't my favorite match. The favorite was the Bel Air and Bailey. Um, I was into that fucking match um, at the end, that fucking Edge the match. Ending. Yeah, dude, the ending where it just became a clusterfuck, it just it helped the match, honestly. And Ballard got a lot of offense in, a lot of heat on edge, you know, building up to that ending. Really dug his mask uh, when he came in and the music. I dug it. That was interesting. The song I had already heard because that was what he was using um, since this last month. But, um, but yeah, that for sure, I think, though, the Bailey and Bianca match was the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, what could have been a bad pay-per-view was definitely elevated to oh, yeah. like, because of the ending. Uh um, the moment of truth. We've seen these teasers. Uh we basically got told on Friday that it was gonna happen uh tonight. Uh exactly. twenty twenty two. We saw the bunny or rabbit, whatever the fuck, teasing uh leading up to this event. Now I was almost so disappointed because they started showing like that credit box at the corner. And fucking mm-hmm. Rick was already at the stage, and Rollins was already walking towards the ramp. And also, like, I'm like, no, like, what's going on here? Like, you fucker said 10 8 <laughs> like, and then the lights just go out. 
and, and everyone's lights go come on. Back on. Yeah, and and we knew the fireflies came out. Uh, we started seeing these spotlights being shown in random parts of the arena of the funhouse characters, the Abby, the witch, and the buzzard, I believe, and the, the pig. And the pig. Um, and then we saw one of the fiend, which everybody thought that was him right there. Obviously, it was not. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw a bunch of random uh, snippets of stuff coming out on the screen. We saw the fun house, uh, kind of in a dark place. Um, kind of like uh, abandoned. Abandoned, yeah. I saw the, all the fucking puppets dead or just laying there. Um, and then we are seeing this door, this forbidden door, some would say, um, just there with fucking lights coming out of it. And then it opens. Uh, but of course, we can't forget about the. Um, the chant or the song or the singing or whatever of he's got the whole world in his hands in yep. a very deep voice. Um, and we see from that door emerge the lamp, the infamous lamp of Bray Wyatt. And there he is standing there with a new fucking mask. Um, and he fucking removes the mask. And there he is. He has returned. Bray Wyatt is back. Uh, and the show just basically kind of ends like that. Or he said, I'm here, I believe is what he said. And then fucking blew the lamp or the fire or whatever. And boom, the show ends. Wow. Like that just fucking happened right there. So what do you think, man? Man, I just want to know what's going to happen. Um, I feel like this character that he has now is going to be kind of a mixture of the Fiend and the original Bray Wyatt character. Um, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. And honestly, I was just thinking about it right now. and I kind of don't want it to happen, but if it does, I think it'd be cool. I want him to bring in Bo Dallas with him. That would be interesting. Because Bo Dallas is so good. Just lazy. He's just a cook. Now he just cooks on his YouTube channel. Yeah, man. And I think um, since this didn't really like interfere in any kind of match, I guess he could still be on SmackDown. But we've also kind of seen the teasers on Raw. So, um, yeah, I don't know yeah. where he's going to be on mainly. Or who he's gonna feud with when he comes back? Yeah, like, so it's, it's literally like just all a mystery. Like we just gotta watch Monday now to see if he even comes out because we don't even know when he's gonna come out again. Should he be on Raw or SmackDown? What do you think? Oh, I think. What if he was on both? Uh, I mean, he could be. Everyone is pretty much at this point, but I think. Raw is where he's more needed. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, we get the Tribal Chief there too, but I feel like it's more of a SmackDown thing for the Tribal Chief. So, Tribal Chief over there being on this side. And I don't even know what he is. He's more likely going to be a face for the crowd. Everyone wants to see him. So, it's like, ugh, man, it's hard, hard to see where he's going to be put. I just, there wasn't enough context given in this. It was just a return. Now, it's to like, what's going to happen next? Like, we're watching to see where he's going to come from. I think this is a good strategy in the, which way they did it because now it makes you want to see the next two shows even more. Yeah, man. And there's some options. Um, maybe they do theory. He can beat theory. Um, I don't know. I mean, on Raw, let's say if he was on Raw, the heels that he could work with, I doubt they'll put him with KO right now. Um, he's not really a heel. He's kind of just whatever. Um, Bobby's a face. Um, who else? I mean, Seth. Seth. Riddle. Riddle. 
like you said, Theory, Gargano. Not really Gargano. I don't think he should go against Gargano. Um, Strowman's been like on both. Have you noticed that on Raw he did something with like uh, Gable again or some shit? And then oh yeah, with the was trios. Oh, that was SmackDown the trios tag team. Yeah, he was a new day, but on Raw he did some shit also with Theory and Gable and Otis or some shit. He teamed with Gargano, so like, look, that's another example where they're doing both. So Bray could do that as well, but but yeah, going back to Bray, like as far as his options, I mean. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I feel like I feel like he's just gonna be doing promos for a while, kind of like how Karrion Cross came in. Uh huh. You know, he's kind of just doing promos before before he finally did had his first match, like after like three three or so weeks. Saudi will probably be the first match. You think so? I don't know. I feel I like know. they shouldn't put him on that show, man. He just brings back bad memories of. I know. Him everything. You know what I mean. Um, um, I think they need to hold off on him until we get until we see. Unless they do something good, I don't know. I just don't know where they're gonna go with him at this point because of how everyone's pretty much filled. I mean, he could. Uh, I would say Riddle, but Riddle won this this match against Rollins, so it's like, well, you can't go against Riddle now because Riddle just won. We don't we don't want him to lose after he just won, right? And. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could go after Rollins. Actually, that'd be a perfect one. Rollins had had a good string of wins right now. He just lost to Riddle. He can have another loss to the to the, to uh, returning Bray Wyatt. Um, that ending just didn't make sense as far as the the Riddle and Rollins match because um, Seth, if he's gonna go after Roman, feel like he's gonna need some big wins like this, especially tonight. Uh, and Riddle, what does that really do for him? He's already lost to Roman unless he goes for, what, the U.S. title, but Bobby Lashley's a face. Uh, unless they shock everybody and they get, they put the title on Rollins tomorrow, on Monday, um, and then they have Riddle challenge Rollins, like, oh, I already beat you, so, you know, I'll take the title from you, bro. But, no, I think this is the end of the rivalry tonight, for now. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know where you really put Bray Wyatt right now, but I'm interested to see. I have confidence in Triple H that he will do something that will make sense. And I'm sure they've had it planned out for a while now, you know? Yeah, I don't believe those reports where they were saying the White Rabbit was supposed to be, um, Malachi, uh, Malachi Black or whatever the fuck. Like, I just... Uh, or like it was supposed to be like there was a lot of stupid reports like oh it's supposed to be this person but it it just wasn't now it's now it's Bray Wyatt like no I'm pretty sure it's Bray Wyatt the whole time you just got bad information um so yeah we're gonna gonna have to wait and see but like that's that's the hard part man the hard part well I know if it would have been fucking Vince he would have just brought him in with no real plan no if it was Vince he wouldn't bring him back in well, let's say if without all that other shit, they do bring him in or they bring anybody in, a lot of times they might not even have a real plan of where, you know, they're going to put them. But I'm sure Triple H has something on his mind or he has ideas and a direction where he wants to go. So we'll yeah. see what happens, man. Um, I do want to point out a couple things. We don't have to dive deep into them. Just some notable things that didn't make the card tonight. Uh, that happened over this last week. LA Knight is back. I just wanted to point that out. That bitch that he's with called him Mad Dupree or Max Dupree, whatever the fuck. And he told that bitch he never want to hear her calling him that again. And it's LA Knight. So um, I also want to get your thoughts on LA Knight, but also the debut of Legado de Fantasma on SmackDown. They attack Hit Row. And they have Selena Vega instead of uh, Katrina or whatever her name was in uh, NXT. Looks like Zelina Vega is going to be, um, I guess, their fucking manager, kind of, or whatever it's going to be. But what do you think of LA Knight and Legado de Fantasma coming over here, making some splashes on the main roster now? 
Ellie and I, I feel it was kind of like maybe because I didn't watch last week too much, but um, it was very quick. I guess I would say, like you just see that the maximum amount of models are on the ground. The chick's yelling, and then he's like, "It's not Max Dupree anymore. Whatever the fuck, it's L.A. Night." But it it felt really quick. So hopefully, um, he gets put into something good soon, and we get to hear his promos again. Because goddamn, that man could talk. Um, as for Phantasma, I can't say that first part because I don't know it. Um. I dig it. I, I don't know, like, I don't really care for Hit Row that much to care that they attacked them. I thought it was cool, though, I'm not gonna lie. Um, interesting, and I definitely want to see more, and uh, hopefully it's like, the Hit Row just came through, like, they're new, and now they're gonna feud with them, so I'm kind of confused on who's being pushed now. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm 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 gonna root for the Fantasma more you're, than I'm gonna. Your fucking jobbers, man. Honestly, uh, they really, nobody wants to see that shit. Yeah, I don't know that whole rap thing they did. Like, <laughs> dude, that was so was, cringe, bro. That's fucking horrible, dude. The worst. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening, man? And it just wouldn't end. Um, I know. So weird. I'm excited to see Zelina Vega back. I think this could work, uh, even though Santos Escobar can talk on the mic as well. He's not bad, but he's probably one of those guys you got to feed some lines to. Um, he's is, just not going to make it he, up himself. Is he from Mexico? Yeah, his dad was um, El Fantasma. He's El Hijo del Fantasma or something like that. Uh yeah. Oh, that's right. They made him take off his yeah, because he wore a mask in Mexico, but they had him take off his mask. Yeah, and he wore it. Year. He wore a mask. I don't know if it was the same mask when he came into NXT, and then eventually we they find out he's like this leader of a group or whatever. But yeah. um, I enjoyed his work. He's he's um. I've seen his work. It's good. It's real he's, good. He's not bad. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do here, and of course, LA Knight, man, like uh, you nailed it as far as what you were saying about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens. Um, Ali demanded a demanded a title match with Bobby. He got fucked up. Um, who gives a fuck about him? And Jimmy and Sammy and Jay uh, were on Raw. Um, Roman was not there, so was Oh Solo was there as well. Uh, they were doing some backstage stuff. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, that I don't know if you saw it where Jimmy and Sammy were like joking in the back and Solo's just kind of standing there and Jay comes out of nowhere and he's like, he's like, what's so funny? Like, you know, because they had just yeah. started cracking yeah. out for whatever. <laughs> he looks all mad, like just fucking love it. Um, there, he's like, we're here to do some business or whatever. We're not here to be fooling around. Um. They eventually do some shit with um, the Street Profits on Raw. Um, and Solo, I believe, beat fucking Dawkins. Uh, but any thoughts on what happened on Raw, having Sammy over there? Hey, you- man, Sammy is the best thing, honestly. Um, like, I don't know. He's the best thing going on in these shows. Like, he's just the most entertaining uh, person there, his matches are always great. You can't go wrong with a Sami Zayn match. And um, the storyline that's happening within the bloodline is just fucking insane. It's just now they're like throwing in new elements or like what they can't tell who's supposed to be the tribal chief, either Roman or Jay. So I don't know what's going on, man. I just want to know what the fuck. Like, it, just, it gets me to come back. And watch some more. You know what I mean? So man, there like there's the new element of solo. There's the whole Sammy thing, and then Sammy also with Jay. Um Sammy with Solo. You know, he's trying to like back solo so good. Yeah, and then you have guys that are gunning for the title. Like, of course, you know Drew's not done 
with the bloodline. You know, Cross has been hinting at, you know, talking about Roman. Kevin Owens, same thing. Uh, Theory has the fucking briefcase. They could insert that whenever they fucking want on storylines. Um, yeah. And Roman's just, uh, even though we don't see him, sometimes he's, that's what makes him feel even more special. Yes, sir. Um, so it's been great. And then SmackDown, they did a whole thing with Logan Paul. Um, basically, he was trying to create some deception within the bloodline with Roman and Jay Uso. Um, Roman got in Jay's face, but Sammy was basically the peacemaker in that situation. Um, and then basically backstage, Roman told Jay that he agreed with Sammy because Sammy called him a hothead. Jay Uso did not like that. And Roman said, You are a hothead. You've always been your whole life. That's always been our problem. But he tells Sammy, Now this is going to be your problem because he doesn't want that to be his problem. Um, and then New Day basically clown Jay so that he has two daddies now. So, any thoughts mm-hmm. on, on this? Man, um, I hate it that Logan Paul is actually pretty good at this stuff because I hate him. Uh, I don't know why they keep trying to make my face. People hate him. <laughs> like, they just yeah. fucking hate him. No one's going to cheer for him. No one's ever going to cheer for him. Um, but goddamn, dude. Can't say I don't I don't like this because I love it. I love every little second of it. I love the Roman anytime he's there. I don't know why he's always going after. He He's like always agreeing with Sami Zayn. Always. Yeah. Um, I think he's just playing them. I think so too, and I can't wait for that turn. That's gonna be a fucking turn. I think the Saudi fans are gonna cheer Logan Paul. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You know what I mean, like I think they know that, and that's why it's gonna seem like something that it's not. But who knows? We could be wrong. But after this, they definitely need to turn him heel for whatever he does next. Um, whenever they bring him back. Because uh, he's not going to be on Extreme Rules, pay-per-views like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to be Survivor Series, or Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, or any other stadium show they do in Saudi or wherever. Um, but yeah, man, they need to do some heel stuff with him after this. But I'm down to see it. It'll be different. Um, if it brings more eyes to the product, well, that's a plus. So... Definitely. No, definitely for sure. And um, yeah, just to get into some other stuff as well, um, if that's what we're doing, if we're done with the WWE portion of everything. Oh, yes. Um, just a little bit of tidbits from Dynamite. Uh, they had their anniversary show this past week, um, which was a pretty decent ma- um, show. They had some really good matches in there. Um, uh, like what? Just to, just to talk about the match card. Well, I enjoyed the ma- the MJF Wheeler Yuta match, and um, I enjoyed the Darby Allen Jay Lethal match. I didn't enjoy the Wardlow and Brian Cage match. It was too much. The Jay Lethal and Darby match was good. Uh, Darby wasn't really doing too much uh, in this match, and that's probably because he was in there with Jay Lethal. And the Wheeler useless match was good. It was a good match. Um, Surprised you liked that match because it was an indie-rific match. Well, I enjoyed it. Yep. I didn't enjoy it, enjoy it, but it was a good match. A whatever. good match. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, the one, I do want to talk about the MJF Wheeler Yuta match, though. Um, a great back-and-forth match. Uh, very enjoyable. I, I really liked when they kept doing the, the pinning back-and-forth. Like, I get two, three, four, maybe at the most, but... When they just keep doing it back and forth, it looks phony as fuck. But besides that, the match was good. Which is why I said it was an indie-rific match. Um, anyways, uh, MGF ended up coming out with the win with, an, with the... I was like, what, it was like a modified Salt of the Earth? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, he flipped over, did a little bit different for the Salt of the Earth um, submission. 
Um, Wheeler Yuta tapped out, um, was trying to force MJF for a handshake. MJF looked reluctant. It looked like he was about to do it, but then out came the firm. Um, it was... Who was it that, that jumped in? It was Lee Moriarty. Yeah. And whatever the fuck that other guy's name is. His Bivens. name's always Bivens or whatever. Or Hathaway. Sorry. So they go out there. MJF gets mad at um at um Lee Moriarty saying he didn't tell him to do that. He didn't tell him to attack Yuta. And then um Hathaway has Hathaway? Hardaway? Hathaway? Hathaway. Hathaway. Hathaway has the has the ring. The dynamite, whatever the fuck, ring that fucking MGF always has. MGF reluctantly puts it on and he's about to hit with Yuta when um William Regal comes down to the ring. Kind of stops everything. MGF runs off. Ooh. But it's kind of that's kind of different for MJF, you know? That motherfucker. I thought he was gonna like shake Willy Yuta's hand and kick him in the nuts, but he looked like he was really gonna shake his hand. So that was confusing I mean, a little bit, but yeah. It's a little weird. Like, is he supposed to be turning face now? Is he what is he supposed to be doing? That I thought that was a little weird. But um, I mean he's the sort of guy they have right now on the active roster, so I mean if he were to turn face, no one would really care. Um it just depends on how his face work would be. I just don't see him actually being a face, so we'll see. We'll see what, what that does. That was kind of um Weird, but I don't think that's the last interaction that you're going to see from MGF and Willie Yuta right now as he's waiting to get his title shot or they're biding time for M- the MGF title reign to start. Because I'm pretty sure he's winning that title. Uh, the women's match was okay. I don't really care. Um, the National Scissors Day segment was long, but I enjoyed it. And we got a match signed up, lined up with that one. Uh, Billy Gunn's gonna take on uh, Swerve Strickland because they're upset that um, that Billy Gunn kind of pretty much helped the Acclaim win uh, the tag team titles. Um, but that should be fun. That should be good. We'll see what's going on. Uh, it was a cool thing. They they showed off their new uh, finishing move now, I guess, or tag team move, the scissor. They did it on um, on Mark Sterling. Is that what that was? Yeah, they said something about it. And so, like, they opened his legs and basically crotched each other, which was fucking kind of weird. I'm not going to look awkward. Great segment. Love that. Love those guys. Love and it. And the, another match that was uh, created from this week's Dynamite was uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are going to have a match next week um, in Canada. In Canada, mate. Um, as Jungle Boy came out and attacked both Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, uh, after Luchasaurus won, uh, beat Fuego del Sol, um, you know, jobber of the year. Uh, so that's going to be cool to see. Um, when it, but I don't know. I felt like there needed to be more of a build to it, but you know how AEW is. I think the problem with AEW is that they don't have enough pay-per-views. That's my problem. They need more. They need more big shows that feel like big shows, and not just shows that are on TV because commercials fuck everything up. Honestly, man, um, AW got a lot of problems, buddy. We can be here all day about it. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, well, the shows aren't uh, for me. Their shows aren't that bad. Um, they haven't. They haven't been as bad as they were um, not that long ago. Now. Um, the only the last thing I really want to talk about from this card because there wasn't really an aftermath from anything else was um Rush versus uh Hangman Page. Um uh, match was good about not what I expected it to be, not as good as I expected it to be, but it was an okay match. Um Hangman came out with the win on this one, and then Moxley actually uh came out uh, cut a promo on Paige. Um, Paige at the end of the promo told Mox, "Why don't like why don't we just fight here?" And then Mox goes back into the ring. He says, "You're a nice kid, but like a lot of these kids out here, you say shit you shouldn't say, and it's gonna cost you. I'm gonna let it slide this time, basically." So I dug that promo. 
I'm digging Moxley right now completely. Of course, I already dug him to begin with, but even more now. I mean, he's, this man's the AEW champion. Apparently, he was, he was referencing um, Sammy and Andrade's backstage shit, um, which I didn't even know about uh, when he was when he made that line. Uh, he's kind of talking about the Bucks too and Kenny, um, right? Their mouths I, get them in trouble. I think. I mean, I think so. But they're not really young talent, you know what I mean? They act like fucking kids compared to these men, like CM Punk. I mean, CM Punk's never going to wrestle AEW again, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And CM <laughs> I mean, Punk, I feel like the biggest child in the world in that fucking media scrum, so. You fucking think so? I I do think so. I mean, with CM Punk, man, I, I am... I'm I'm kind of I've, I've been disappointed about it. Um, I, I know you I have. It, it's it's tough to say because um, this guy, man, you know, he was my favorite, all time favorite. You know what I mean? And I th- I felt his pain when he did the pipe bomb, um, and it fucking sucked when he left. Um, but then we had to wait such a long time. And then, of course, of course, what happened at the scrum was unnecessary. Um, But it just felt like he was frustrated and he finally had to fucking say something. Uh, And I can handle him fucking calling out talent. To push them to, you know, own up to mistakes or just to be fucking better overall. Um, Especially the fucking, you know, Kenny and... The Bucks or whatever. Um, and as far as like the fight that happened, that stuff happens in pretty much any promotion uh, at, at some point. It's wrestling. And you've heard stories of back in the day when, you know, if someone had a problem with you, like they would just take it up with each other and then, boom, they would squash the beef uh, or they'd move on from it, right? But. Of course, the stuff he, when he was aiming at Cabana, all that was unnecessary. Uh, he didn't have to attack him as personal as he did in some of those um, comments that he made. So right now, we don't know what his status is. Some, maybe like yourself, have leaned towards where you feel like it is the end here. Um, and it's, it's disappointing that we didn't get to see what this return what what it would have been as far as like its peak um but damn punk you were kind of wrong bro um you could have handled it better but i also can try to understand where you came from and that's all i gotta say about that i don't know why you're talking like he's listening to this but anyways uh Um, damn it, Punk! Damn it, Phil! I, I, uh, yeah, it was an it was an embarrassing moment for AEW as a whole. That whole media scrum. It makes me think that they might not even do media scrums again in the future, or if they do, <sighs> Tony Khan's gonna have have to really fucking think about who he's putting in front of these cameras. Um, definitely not a good time to put Punk in front of a camera. If if honestly if the fight just happened, and that was it, like okay, like whatever. I don't think it would have been as big a deal. I think it would have been more hush hush, and like no one really would have known if it was true, not true. Is it a work, not a work? Unless you know the media scrum didn't happen. The media scrum really amped up everything. I feel made everything go crazy. But yeah, I I. With what we saw, I don't really want to read the reports that you sent that we had looked at. Um, only because it doesn't, it's not, I don't know how truthful it is. No, I really don't want to like speculate too much on it. Um, but if that is true, and what I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, so they're basically stating in this this little post um, that you saw that you shared with me um, was that it was that it's actually 
Warner Media's um, executives who are advising Tony Khan to just let go of Punk. And that Punk is being paid to stay home. Um, and this is where the report kind of like gets me. Like kind of like, okay, this is weird. So he's paid to stay home, but also apparently paid to not tell his side of the story, which that doesn't make any sense. The whole executive part about Warner Media, them wanting to get rid of Punk makes more sense. I'm not saying like it makes more sense in the in terms of like, yeah, that makes sense because Punk should be fired. No, no. It's just like if anyone's gonna get rid of Punk at this point, it would be, you know, executives. Because I don't see Tony Khan getting rid of firing anybody. Um not anyone that he just fucking loves and cries over. Uh, there's been some people he's let go, but not really let go. He just let their contracts expire. Kind of a little bitch that way. But, and, yeah. And he stops calling people when he just doesn't want to book them anymore. I've heard that as well. He did that to Chavo or something like that. But, um, I don't know, man. Um, we'll yeah. See. We'll see what happens uh, with AEW going forward. I'm excited for next week. There's some... Um... Only three matches that I found. Oh, the Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho are going to have a third match for the Ring of Honor title. They've already had two great matches. So I'm excited to see that third match. I'm excited to see the Luchasaurus versus uh, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's going to be a good one as well. Um, I think it will be. Usually, I feel like a big man, small man, like that combination match is always actually pretty good depending on the talent. I think the talent is there. And uh, we're, we've also have the Swerve Strickland versus um, Billy Gunn. So that's also going to be interesting to see. And hopefully we see what's going on in MJF's mind after that match he had with Willie Yuta. So a lot to see. And hopefully another promo from Moxley to Hangman. There's only... there For me, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to in terms of watching next week's Dynamite. What else we got for this fucking company? That's it, man. I didn't want to talk about too much. You know, Battle of the Belts was what it was. Oh, actually, Battle of the Belts. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't remember this. Um, we are gonna have another match on next week's Dynamite that I'm also looking forward to. It's gonna be Orange Cassidy versus Pac a second time for the All Atlantic Title. Um, Pac, Pac for some reason. It's in a trios match for the trios titles, wins that match, um, cheating. And then he goes into the match against um, Trent Beretta right after that match, wins again. I believe he cheated as well. And um, that's when my boy, you know, Orange Cassidy comes out and starts beating the shit out of Pac. And he's not wearing no gimmick. He's not wearing his sunglasses. He's wearing some clothes. He goes straight out there, doesn't put the hands in his pockets. He just goes. Gets the fuck out there, starts laying the smackdown on, on Pac, and Pac runs away like a scolded dog. So I'm looking forward to that match too. Damn, bro, did you say something? Because who gives a fuck about Orange Cassidy, bro? Okay? I do. I don't give a fuck what you think. You nope. want me to talk about AW? I talk about AW. I forgot that I skipped through that. Go ahead. No, that's it. I've said what I had to say about that. So I said exactly what happened. Um, Orange Cassidy is um, showing that he's not playing around right now. He's not doing those things that you say that are uh, embarrassing for the yeah. business. It's in the match. He will do it. Serious or not. Come oh, on. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course he's going to do it. That's his yeah. gimmick. That's what he does. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. Do you think Tony City fucking costume already for Halloween? Do you think he has it already, ready to go? Tony Khan, he's yeah. probably wearing it right now. <laughs> God, oh man, let's let's just stop talking about this guy. All right, let's move on. That's it. That's let's it. That's the only. That's right. the only other thing that I had to say about because I forgot that that match was announced for next week also. Alrighty, well, I'll be skipping through that. At least the, sh the show will be a little shorter next week. So, 
Um, that's gonna do it for us. It was a great night of Extreme Rules. Bray Wyatt is back. Life is good. Uh, and then AEW. Well, they're being CM AEW. Punk they, won't ever be back. They're trying, and I guess A for Effort is good enough for now. Um, but go, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. You can find the link in our description, or you can just go to Twitter and search at Let's Wrestle Pod. Uh, but that is gonna go ahead and do it, and go ahead and send us away, Nico. Fuck you, whoever's listening. I Let's subscribe. Please, <laughs> please, peace.